I confess, I didn't have time to sex up my peace, but he was begging. He told me I didn't even have to get undressed. He would just jack off on my chest and leave. I said, okay. <laughs> I just, what does sex up my peace mean? Like, is your peace your entire body? Is it just like your bits? I don't, I don't, I want to know what you mean by peace. The what? Your side piece? Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah. Probably. Curious. I confess. I'd try the sex with the ecstasy or the meth. <laughs> if I could get Nancy Reagan out of my ears. <laughs> Just say no. Just say no. (laughs) Sex. Almost everybody does it, and almost nobody talks about it except at Bedpost Confessions, a storytelling show based in Austin, Texas. Whether the stories are funny, informative, political, or completely personal, the anonymous confessions from the audience are the stars of every show. Welcome to the Bedpost Confessions podcast. I'm Bedpost producer, Sadie Smythe. This week, we welcome back Shelby Haddon to the podcast. After years of failed attempts to have sex because of pelvic pain, Shelby Haddon triumphs in winning my virginity. Just one thing before we jump into Shelby's story. All Bedpost Storytelling Productions are made accessible to deaf audience members by the fantastic interpreters from Soul Illumination. Though the interpreters are there to serve the deaf, they enthrall the entire crowd with their beautiful expressions of American Sign Language. If you hear a roar of laughter and don't understand why, the interpreter may have stolen the show for a minute. All right, let's hear from Shelby. In Amy Poehler's memoir, Yes, Please, she wrote, Keep your virginity for as long as you can until it starts to feel weird to you. Then just get it over with. Try not to have your first time in a car. The average age women have sex for the first time is 17. At 25, I had gone through high school, college, grad school, and was a professor without ever having done the deed, in a car or otherwise. It felt very, very weird to be my age without having done it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it so badly. I obsessed over sex by constantly reading about it in magazine articles, novels, and memoirs, I watched TV shows and movies to gobble it all up and learn as much as I could. I fantasized about sex. I wrote about it. I talked about it. I performed at Bedpost Confessions about it. But I never had it. And I couldn't just get it over with, even if I wanted to. Now, let me be clear. I do not subscribe to the idea of losing one's virginity because it defines sex as man-woman penis-vagina penetration, which is narrow and exclusive, and who's losing what and who's winning what exactly. (laughs) 
and it feels like yet another way to shame women. But I appreciated Polar's advice nonetheless because it made me feel a bit better about not having done it yet. As a chronically single woman in her mid-20s, weddings weren't exactly my thing, but I looked forward to my friend's wedding in South Korea. The couple, Matt and Guy Young, were more like family than friends, and I loved them more than my own self-pity. <laughs> there are 6,927 miles between Austin, Texas, and Seoul, South Korea. When Matt, Guy Young, and I landed in Incheon, we had traveled for over 36 hours, went through airport security in three different countries, and crossed the international dateline. I was tired and sweaty and desperately wanted to change my underwear. Once we got our luggage, Matt found his friend Jack, who had just landed from Vietnam and was joining us for the wedding. When we got to our Airbnb, we took turns taking showers and getting ready to go out. I don't know if it was because he was greasy from his travels or because I was so focused on getting a shower, but it wasn't until after we got cleaned up that I realized how attractive Jack was. <laughs> he was tall, had a great smile, and a swagger in his step. He wore tight jeans tucked into boots with a t-shirt that read, Never Give Up. <laughs> Matt and Guy Young led us through the streets of Seoul while we took photos of the mismatched neon lights and the remnants of ancient architecture nestled between urban skyscrapers. Jack asked me to help him with some of his camera settings because his photography skills were rusty. He teased me by calling the settings in his own layman's terms. For example, referring to shutter speed as exposure time. As a filmmaker and an academic, that kind of nerdy humor tickled me. <laughs> we ate dinner at a barbecue restaurant where Matt and Guy Young taught us Korean dining customs. The youngest person at the the youngest person at the table must serve everyone else's drinks and turn away from the group when she takes a sip of her own. The youngest person happened to be me. Jack enjoyed making me serve everyone and playfully reminded me to always look away while, while I drank. I didn't mind the attention. After dinner, we returned to the convenience store outside of our Airbnb where Matt bought us a bottle of soju, Korea's most popular liquor that also happens to taste like watered-down rubbing alcohol. <laughs> and he invited a group of older Korean men sitting at a table nearby to join us. Only one of them came over. His name was Yante, and he called himself the king of the neighborhood. <laughs> he didn't speak a word of English, so he made Guy Young translate back and forth. While everyone else was chatting, Jack and I took the opportunity to get to know each other better. He had grown up with Matt in Minnesota, but had moved to Vietnam about a year before to chase his roots. He was smart, funny, and had a massive appetite for adventure. The group caught on to our connection. Yante pinched his thumb and pointer finger together to make a heart shape with his fingertips. With his other hand, he pointed between Jack and me and said something in Korean. Guy Young laughed. He's asking if you're in love. <laughs> Jack shook his head, brushing it off. No, we're just friends. Guy Young translated Yante's reply. That's how it always starts. <laughs> the next morning, Matt and Guy Young had a lot to do to prepare for the wedding, so Jack joined me on my self-guided tour through Seoul. We were in our own little world, talking and walking for miles between sites. 
I was in awe of the beauty and history that surrounded us, but I couldn't fully appreciate it because I was distracted by how badly I wanted him to kiss me. And finally, when we were in Insadong, Seoul's Bohemian Quarter, Jack pulled me down an alleyway and planted one on me. (laughs) The rest of the day, we spent visiting parks, temples, and shopping centers, flirting, walking, and making out in tucked away corners. I was eat, pray, loving my way through South Korea. (laughs) That night, we met Matt and Guy Young to go bar hopping. Jack and I were leaning against the bar waiting for our drinks, and he started asking me about my relationship history. Jack asked, how many boyfriends have you had? I shook my head. None. Really? I shrugged. Yeah, it's just never worked out for me. Well, when's the last time you had sex? It could have been the alcohol in my system or my vacation brain, but I felt like being very, very honest. Sex? I've never had any. (laughs) He choked on his beer. What? (laughs) At this point, my speech felt pretty rehearsed. I explained it to a lot of guys who didn't and will never understand. One guy laughed in my face. Another promised to call me and never spoke to me again. Another texted me the next day to tell me that he didn't want to see me anymore because sex was too important to him. All I knew was rejection, and I was pretty sure I was going to die alone after a long, loveless, and sexless life. But if Jack was mean or hurtful or just not interested anymore, I'd probably never see him again because he literally lived on the opposite side of the world. Plus, I was going to have a little buffer room for the next few days. I was breaking off from the group to go to Busan, Korea's second largest city, by myself before the wedding. I didn't have anything to lose. I told him, I have this pelvic floor condition called vaginismus, Muscles in and around my vagina involuntarily contract, making sex really difficult. Actually, it's been impossible so far. So is there treatment for that, he asked. Yeah, I've been going to pelvic floor physical therapy for a few years. I'm in a good spot. I think I could do it. Without having a partner, it was sometimes difficult to measure my progress in physical therapy. (laughs) But I had recently used my physical therapist described as a penis-sized dilator. (laughs) Without skipping a beat, he offered, I'll take your virginity. (laughs) Then we both burst out laughing. I was totally thrown off guard. I was staring into the big, beautiful eyes of this gorgeous, smart guy who was smiling back at me after I just admitted to being a 25-year-old virgin. He wasn't turned off or put off or intimidated. He was still into me. He could see past this. I didn't think anyone ever would. I excused myself to go to the restroom so I could take a minute to absorb what just happened. His response was so supportive and compassionate and sexy I couldn't believe it. I was going to have sex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
As I wash my hands, Jack burst through the women's room, pushed me against the wall, and kissed me hard. I want to go to Busan with you tomorrow. The next morning, Jack met me at Seoul Station. As we were taking our seats on the train, I wondered, what the hell am I thinking? (laughs) I only met this guy 36 hours ago. We're traveling in a foreign country together where neither of us speaks the language. We're planning on sharing my Airbnb and having sex. I am... (laughs) I am definitely getting murdered. (laughs) I didn't even know if I could have sex, but based on his reaction the night before, I figured that he would be understanding even if I couldn't. He felt... It felt like he was the first potential partner I'd had that was willing to take this chance with me rather than just seeing how far he could get. Our Airbnb was a small but adorable apartment in a high-rise with floor-to-ceiling windows overlooking Busan's most popular beach. We started making out, and he led me to the bed. He, left, he lifted up my dress around my chest and removed my Spanx. <laughs> We found that too much fingering and oral hurt after a bit. He asked if we should just do it, and I nodded. Yeah, let's just do it. (laughs) So he rummaged in his bag for a condom, and I told him to insert himself on my inhale as I was taught to do in physical therapy. (laughs) So I took a deep breath, and he slipped inside. It wasn't like how I expected. I didn't feel even an ounce of self-consciousness about my body. I didn't worry about the sounds I was making or not making. I didn't feel like I was doing it wrong or that I needed to perform. It was beautiful and amazing and perfect. I did have some pain, but he took his time and made sure I was okay along the way. I held him tight as he finished, and then I began to cry. I couldn't help it. It was so overwhelming, and I was so happy. I thought of all the times that guys rejected me for not being able to have sex and broke my heart, or the times that I left doctor's offices in tears with no answers. How completely hopeless I felt after weeks and months and years of physical therapy. Jack told me that it was intense and really special. He said that he'd never forget it. He kissed me, ran his fingers through my hair, and whispered, You're worth a little patience. (laughs) That's all I'd ever wanted, for someone to like me enough, for someone to believe I was worth the wait. I had written off ever falling in love, getting married, or having children because having a functioning vagina seems to be a prerequisite for all of those things. (laughs) But now it felt possible. The rest of our trip was incredible. Jack and I spent another magical day in Busan, which I now consider to be my favorite city in the world. (laughs) 
<laughs> we later met up with Matt and Guy Young's family in Guy Young's hometown of Daegu. And I enjoyed getting to know each of their families so, so much. Their wedding was the most beautiful event I'd ever witnessed. I cried the entire time, even though it was completely done in Korean and I didn't understand a single <laughs> word. <laughs> for a few months after I got back home, Jack and I talked on the phone for hours every day. Even with the 12-hour time difference between Austin and Ho Chi Minh City, we managed to always be in touch. I cried over him a lot. <laughs> I shamelessly belt out Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles, more than I'd care to admit. <laughs> when I told people that it had finally happened, they'd say, congratulations, and immediately take it back, worried that it was an inappropriate response. I'd assure them that it is the only response when someone achieves a goal she's been working very hard at for a very long time. <laughs> I knew that the act of having sex wasn't going to make me a better, more complete person. But for me, it was about connecting with someone in a way I never had before, in a way that seemingly everyone my age could and I couldn't. I've heard a lot of my friends' stories about their first times, and most of them are pretty terrible. <laughs> I wish we didn't put so much emphasis on losing one's virginity or shaming those who keep it longer than average. I wish we taught girls to have sex when they're physically, emotionally, and mentally ready. <laughs> Rather than feeding them all these contradictory messages with arbitrary timelines like wait for marriage or hooking up is an important part of the college experience. I think my first time was so special and great because I was listening to my body, being brave, taking a chance, and being 100% exactly, precisely true to myself. If I ever meet Amy Poehler, and I really hope that I do, I'm going to tell her that I followed her advice and did not have sex for the first time in a car. But I'm really glad that I didn't just get it over with because my first time was absolutely worth the wait. Thank you. Shelby Haddon is a writer, crowdfunding manager, documentary filmmaker, producer at Blue Suitcase Productions, and a lecturer at Texas State University. Much of her work has focused on raising awareness of pelvic floor dysfunction and chronic pelvic pain, from publishing essays in Bust Magazine and Refinery29, to producing her award-winning short animated film, Tightly Wound, which was acquired by Condé Nast. Links to Shelby's work in the show notes. I confess, I'm bisexual and I love it. <laughs> yes. I confess, I wish my husband would fuck me and another girl at the same time. So here's what you do. You come get this confession for me later. And you hand it to him after the show when you're having drinks out at the bar. That's how you start the conversation. Just an idea. Uh -huh. 
I confess, I once had sex on the 19th floor balcony with a screamer. It was thrilling. It is thrilling. I confess, I'm fed up with myself and my students for letting them suck up so much of the energy that used to be available for fucking my wife and friends. Uh, Damn students. Always getting in the way. Damn fucking kids, really. (laughs) Just all of it. I confess, my boyfriend and I once joined a sex fest with four other couples and a bunch of cameramen. The footage was edited and submitted to a porn contest. It was fun being a slutty exhibitionist for the weekend. Yeah, that that sounds fun. Hmm. Hmm, ideas. I confess, can all the femme lesbians please stand up? It's worth a try. I'm standing up. Does that count? Here. (laughs) Yeah, right here. Bebo's Confessions is recorded in front of a live audience at the North Door in Austin, Texas. Want to fill up your own Bebo's Confessions journal? Check our online store at bebo'sconfessions.com. Follow at Bebo's Confessions on Instagram and Facebook for more audience confessions and for all up-to-date information on our live performances. Bebo's Confessions is produced by myself, Sadie Smythe, and Miranda Wiley. Our podcast production team is Mariah Gossett, Mike Moody, and Permanent Record Studios. Also, help us to continue to grow the podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell us what you like about the show. Until next time, keep confessing.